the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. The Scripture says in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Say it with me. Read it with me. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is true. He will bless. To him be praise, honor, and glory now and forever. On the Healing Word broadcast today, join Pastor Jack Morris. He's going to take a look at the book of James as he explores the subject of healing in a Christian's life. Did you know that God still heals today, just as he did way back then? And he wants to heal you of emotional, physical, or financial pain. Let's go hear today's message, The Prayer of Healing. The book of James is a faith-building book. And as you read it, your faith will increase. And I pray that the message today that you hear, the Word of God, will bring increased faith to your heart. James became a follower of the Lord Jesus. He was not always a follower. None of us were always a follower of the Lord Jesus. James was, the, was one of the biological brothers of the Lord Jesus. James's mother and father uh, was Mary and Joseph. Now, Jesus was the firstborn. Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. And after Jesus was born, Joseph and Mary had other children, and James was one of those children. James did not believe in Jesus while Jesus was here on earth doing the ministry that he was doing. He didn't believe that he was the Messiah, the Son of God. Uh, actually, he, he sort of chided with him at times. You're the Christ. You're the Son of God. Uh, go on up to Jerusalem. Show your power. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's basically what he was saying. He lived with him. He grew up with him. Jesus was his older brother. And for Jesus to say, I'm the Christ, the Son of God. Hey, you're my flesh and blood, James was saying. But after Jesus was crucified, dead and buried, and then Jesus arose from the dead, the scripture says Jesus specifically appeared to James, the one who wrote this book, and James became a convert. He knew then that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, Jesus desires to move in on your life today and appear to you in some way, in some fashion, where you have a need that he might convince you. There are too many Christians who still are not convinced that Jesus is alive and present, and here's an answer is prayer. Too many, too many. And if you're one of them today, God help you. 
Not to be just a churchgoer or a professing Christian, but a Christian who believes in Jesus, his resurrection, his power, and his presence alive and well right here to do something for you today. Now, he'll do that. Jesus will. He desires to do that. He's more willing to bless us and to give to us and to minister to us than we are to receive what he has to give and minister to us. But Jesus is here to do a great and mighty work. James then later became the first pastor of the first Christian congregation in Jerusalem. When James was converted, he was really converted. When he was not converted, he really was not converted. But when he became a follower of Jesus, he gave his heart, his whole body, soul, and spirit to the Lord and became a pillar in the church at Jerusalem. Healing was a large part of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And Jesus gave that ministry to the church. He passed it on to the believers. He said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I'm going to the Father, and now it's up to you to carry on the work that I started to do. And today that power, the power of Jesus, is resident in the body of Christ, and we have to believe, and as we believe, we will experience that mighty power and the very presence of Jesus, just like it was experienced in the Gospels. When Jesus went away, I'm going to turn to Mark chapter 16, just real quickly. Um, Mark chapter 16, this is what he said to his disciples his very last words to those who followed him. Mark chapter 16, beginning to read at verse 15. He said to them, Jesus is risen from the dead. He's now about to go back to heaven. He's going to leave the church, but he's going to leave his ministry of preaching and teaching and healing and comfort and service. He's going to leave what he started. He's going to leave it now to the church. Here it is on the screen. Would you look up and read it? He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Continue on with the uh, all through, uh, all the way up to verse 18. The first thing we're to do is to preach the good news to all creation that Jesus is alive. And that's what I'm telling you today. He is alive. He is present to bless and to do great and mighty things. That's the good news, is it not? And then the scripture goes on to say, Jesus says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. So the secret, the secret today is believing on him. Really with your heart, with your soul, with your mind to believe that he is the Christ, that the good news of resurrection is indeed good news that he is alive and present to do great and mighty things. And he said, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. So the first thing he's trying to do and is in an, in an, making an effort to do, and that is to help people to believe on him. He wants to deal with your doubts, with your sins, with your unbelief, with your broken lives, your broken hearts, your broken emotions. He wants to deal with that first. And then verse 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe. If you become a believer, these are going to be the signs. Now, you have to decide whether or not you're a believer. If you're a believer, these are going to be some of the things that Jesus does for you and through you. You decide now. Listen to the scripture and you decide whether or not you're a believer. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. 
in my name, in his power, by his authority, in my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes, not just picking them up, but there was an illustration where Paul picked up some wood to put on a fire and the snake fastened onto him and he shook the snake off into the fire. The people who saw it happening thought he was going to swell up and die, but he didn't die. So accidentally, inadvertently, and he said, these things will happen to the people who believe God. They will be blessed and they will be protected. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. And they will place their hands on the sick, and the sick will get well. Now, God is healing sick people even to this day, just as he did in the days when Jesus was here healing. Jesus has now bequeathed that ministry of healing to the church, to you and me. Now, here is James, the biological brother of Jesus, who grew up in the same house, worked in the same carpenter shop, more than likely wrestled in the front yard with his brothers, even with Jesus, had fun, threw them all. I don't know whether they had baseball back then or football or whatever, but Jesus was his brother. He couldn't believe on him to be the son of God only until after the resurrection, as I've already said. So here are three important questions now that James asked the church. Here they are. These are rhetorical questions. I'm going to read them. Um, James chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. Okay, can you see it on the screen? Together, let's read it. Is anyone of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is anyone of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. So notice who he's speaking. He's speaking to people who have trouble. He's talking to people who are happy. And he's talking to people who are sick. Is any of you in trouble? Anybody hurting is what he's saying. Anybody here who is hurting in, or suffering? <clears throat> you don't need to raise your hand, but I'm talking to you today. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Anybody here hurting, suffering? He said, let him pray. That's the very first thing. In other words, don't try to handle it yourself. God is alive. Jesus has resurrected from the dead. Every place in the Bible where Jesus talked about crucifixion and the cross, he also concluded by talking about the resurrection. The resurrection is mentioned every time the cross is mentioned. So don't try to handle it yourself. Jesus is alive and here to bless and to do this for us. Is anyone happy? That means, are you cheerful? Are you feeling lifted up? Are you encouraged? You're not always sad. I know you're not because I, I can see sometimes you're, you're really lifted up and you're happy. Well, then you need to recognize that God is alive and he is the source of everything that is good and beautiful and perfect. And he is the one that is making you happy. So give praise to him. Thank him. Hey, I'm feeling great today. How many of you are feeling really good today? Oh, God help the rest of you. <laughs> so give him praise and give him thanks that he has made you happy and has lifted you up. Recognize God as the source of your joy. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. 
Celebrate the birth of Jesus the entire month of December, not just one day, December the 25th. May the whole month be a celebration of Jesus' birth by remembering and rejoicing why he came to take our sins to the cross. December can be like no other. Come celebrate Jesus this Sunday at the Largo Community Church, Bowie, Maryland. Website, largocc.org. Phone number, 301-249-2255. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. There are two ways you can join us in worship at the Largo Community Church this Sunday. An in-person service will be held at 9 a.m., where you're invited to join us at 1701 Enterprise Road in South Bowie. Standards are in place to prevent the spread of COVID-19, including wearing of masks, hand sanitizing, and spacing of seats within the large auditorium. You can also join us via live streaming at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. by going to our website, largocc.org, and clicking on the Watch Live button at the top of the homepage. And however you choose to join us, I'm sure you'll be blessed as we celebrate the birth of Christ and the true meaning of Christmas throughout the month of December. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Now, the scripture says in John chapter 15, verse 7, Jesus says, If my word abides in you, and you abide in my word, then you can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. By abiding, meaning if my word abides in you, if you're listening to what you read, you're letting it come into your heart, you're now letting it be behaved out in your life. If my word abides in you, and you abide in it, Now, if we're not abiding in the Word of God, I have a friend of mine, every time he gets in trouble, not every time, but a lot of the time, some of the times at least, he'll ask me, would you pray for me? Have you been to church late? No, I don't go anymore. I don't, but, but I'm in trouble. I need you to pray for me. He doesn't tell me he's in trouble, but would you pray for me? And he'll some, sometimes stand and I'll pray with him and he'll pray with me, but he's not abiding in the Word. He's not serving the Lord. He's not going to church. He's ignoring God. And only time that God comes to his attention is when he gets in trouble. You know, sometimes I truly believe this. God will allow sickness, trouble, financial problems to come to get our attention. When we're well and happy, we don't feel like we need God. Or I, I suppose that's it. I don't know what it is. But sometimes when we get in a tight place, we think, hey, I need the Lord. Hey, you needed him before you got into that tight place. But he'll even be there with you even in that tight place if you have been ignoring him. Come back to him, love him, serve him, and tell him, Lord, I haven't been really letting your word abide in me, and I haven't really been abiding in your word. He will bless that kind of honesty and bring glory and blessing into your life. Now, the sick person is to exercise faith, and when the sick person calls for the elders, that means... That person is exercising faith. They're doing according to the word of God. And when they confess their sins, they're also doing according to the word of God. And it goes on to say, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. The effectual fervent prayer. That means a prayer that is prayed in earnest. A prayer that is prayed from the heart. From a believing heart. A prayer that is prayed with energy. You put some energy and time into it. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person. Listen to me. A person who is right with God. Don't expect anything if we're not living according to the word of God. 
If you are right with God, it plainly says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. That means a woe man also, a woman also. If you are right with God, God will move heaven and earth to bless you and to help you and to bring victory into your life. And then it says the third thing. uh, Well, it says anointing him with oil. When Jesus sent out the, the 12 disciples, he blessed them and anointed them so that they could go out and anoint and bless others. It says this in Mark chapter 6, 13, and then James refers to it here in James chapter 5. Now, we're going to anoint with oil in just a few moments, and oil is to do two things. Number one, it is to symbolize the presence of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, there was the anointing of oil. One of the symbols or emblems of the Holy Spirit is oil. And uh, we will anoint with oil this morning, according to this ancient custom, according to this New Testament custom. It is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And secondly, it is to aid faith. It is something that is tangible. We're going to make a little cross on the forehead of the person who is sick and put our hands upon that person and pray over them. The Holy Spirit is going to be present when the oil is put on the forehead and it's going to help you to aid you in faith that he is there with you to bless you. Now notice when it says that this will be a blessing from the Lord. We are to call for the elders of the church. God uses various means to bring about healing. This is only one of the means. God also uses medicine and physicians. Actually, Luke, who wrote the Gospel of Luke, was a physician. He was an MD in his time. And God called him into the ministry. And there are medical terms and phrases that Luke uses that as as students of the Scripture, we can read it and see the terminology that he used that a medical doctor would have used in that day. So Jesus called him. Also, oil and wine were used as, uh, as medicine to uh, bless and to help people who were ill. Remember the story of the Good Samaritan? Uh, the oil and the wine was poured in. That thought that it had medicinal purposes. This is what the belief was at that time. Even when Jesus spit on the ground and made spittle, the, the belief at that time was that the uh, saliva of a wise man would bring about blessing and healing. And so he made that. So Jesus moved where the people were. Jesus came to where we are. Jesus did everything within the culture to help people. He loves people. He loves his people who are redeemed by him. And he will do whatever is necessary within the bounds of the word of God to bless and to bring healing to God's people. Isn't he a wonderful Jesus? Hallelujah. What a wonderful savior he is. Now, point C in your outline, here are three important results. And I'm going to ask you to turn to James chapter 5, verse 15. James 5, 15. Now, look up at the screen. Here they are. Here's the word. I want you to read it in unison. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. And if he has sinned, he will be forgiven. The prayer of faith, meaning the prayer that comes from an obedient heart, a person that truly is living for the Lord Jesus Christ, their behavior reflects what they say with their words. The scripture says the Lord will raise him up or will make the sick person well. 
And then it also says, if he has committed sins. If the sickness is a result of sin, then the person needs to confess that sin in all honesty and openness because God already knows. Not all sickness is a result of sin. We are living in mortal physical bodies that are going to go back to dust someday. There's something that's going to come into this world that's going to take us out. Sickness and disease is here and will be here until Jesus comes. So not all sickness is a result of sin, but some sickness is a result of sin. And if God has used this sickness to bring the sinner to the Lord, to get the sinner's attention, then the sinner needs to repent, confess the sin. Even Christians who are being prayed for needs to examine their hearts clearly. Before we go to that altar for the anointing, we need to look within and ask, Lord, am I a righteous person? Am I right with you? Am I walking with you? Is there anything that I need to confess and repent of? Please show it to me. And when he will show it, and when he does, then turn to the Lord, asking him to forgive you, then go forward and be blessed and be anointed. The scripture says in Hebrews thirteen eight that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Say it with me. Read it with me. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is true. He will bless. To him be praise, honor, and glory now and forever. Let's bow before the Lord, please. Thank you for your holy word. We believe it. We believe in Jesus and his power and presence to heal to bless those who are living in sin, to turn from their sin to Jesus, to heal those who are emotionally hurt and broken, to heal their emotional difficulties, that Jesus is here to help us spiritually, to draw us to him and to bring healing. We're thankful that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His love never fails. Jesus is here, and we give him praise. We give him thanks. We rejoice in him. We celebrate Jesus today our overcoming Savior. General, if you'll come to the altar. Now, the first thing I'm going to ask us all to do is to pause where we are, to look within. We must be introspective this morning and ask the Lord in all honesty, is there sin in my heart? Am I doing everything I know to do according to your word? Am I following you and obeying you? Friends, let me tell you something. God does sometimes answer prayers for people who are not living according to his word. Sometimes he does. But there's so many people who are so enlightened, who who are not living according to the light that they have, yet they want God's blessing. And they ask for God's blessing. Now, that takes really a a lot of boldness and a lot of nerve. Lord, I'm not going to do everything you tell me to do. I'm only going to do part of the things you tell me to do, but I want everything that you have for me. Now, friends, come clean with God today. Talk to God. Your honesty, your openness will open heaven's gate of blessing to you, and he will bless you abundantly and answer your prayers. So the first thing we need to do According to the scripture, and I'm, I'm going to follow it to the best of my ability with you today and lead you in it, and that is to bow your heads in just a moment. The first thing with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, ask him, you ask him in your way, Lord, 
Am I right with you? If not, show me. I do that now. Now, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, say it to him. If there's something that I should be doing that I'm not doing or something that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing, Lord, forgive me. I repent of it. Show me what it is so that I'll not go back and behave in that fashion again. I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. I give my will to you. I give my obedience to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that the message today, the prayer of healing has blessed you and strengthened your faith in God. God's healing power is available to us, provided we come to Him and acknowledge and confess areas which need forgiveness and allow Him to work in our lives. I encourage you to reach out to God in prayer and seek His guidance. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of the Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.